This is The Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number 22. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we visit Cobblestones, our favorite Dodgeville coffee shop. This week, we talked about being halfway to Christmas. announcement thank you we are live at the cobblestone in downtown dodgeville in the middle of christmas season how's your house looking uh it's still looking the same as it did last week remember we just we discussed this the other day yeah Uh, you've got a couple hours decorate late yeah you delay a few hours well our house is completely decorated and uh, And very lovely it looks too Thank you. Outside, inside, you'll have to. You and Sean will have to come over and and see our winter wonderland of Christmasing, upstairs, downstairs, um, and outside, of course. A lot of lights. We have over twelve thousand lights in our house. Actually, I'm going to say probably closer to thirteen thousand lights in okay, our I'm, house. I'm going to demand an audit. This this is just this is not precise enough. My inner geek wants an audit. I know how many strands. You need to count them. Okay, so how many strands do you have? Enough to make 13,000 lights. And how many lights are on a strand? Anywhere between 50, 100, and 150. Ah, I see you brought the variability in. We have so many lights on that 45 (laughs) foot tree in front. We had to use two different outlets. Yes. And if you'll notice, they don't go on at the same time. I noticed that because I was pulling in to my driveway and I went, oh no, did, did one of his breakers blow? And I was just getting ready to text you and, and the other half of the tree came on. It's like a five minute delay. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, I, I was thinking maybe I could change that or just keep everybody in wonderment. You, uh, you fooled me the first time, now I'll know. Well, you will. Yes. But a lot of people driving by, they don't drive by until like after supper to look at the Dodgeville Christmas tree. I'm going to self-proclaim it as the Dodgeville Christmas tree. That is perfectly fine. Now, what I like, well, your 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 tree is absolutely beautiful, and I and I love it. Uh, but I have been very impressed with the I, I call it wrapping, where they've wrapped some of the trees on the main street. And oh yeah, they are just lovely. That's the first year they've done that. Uh, well, I think they did one or two down this end, and then last year, and then this year they they've got a couple down by the library. See, I'm old. I forget all this stuff. Uh, it was a it was a busy year. It's been quite a year. What? Last year was a busy holiday season. How busy a year could it be? You're retired. That's right. Well, it's been a other, lot of other trips. than the the popping off to go and see your grandchildren. And that reminds me. You know, I I. I'm, I'm coming to the conclusion, Bill, that you like your grandchildren more than me. You may be right. <laughs> you, may be, you may be right. In fact, uh, this is going, this is Friday, and you'll be hearing this 
Monday fond listeners, but my granddaughter is in the Nutcracker. So we're heading to Cedarburg tonight. Uh. She is a dancing rat and then a gingerbread, I guess, that comes off of some skirt and dances around. I don't, oh. you know, I've seen the Nutcracker and I, I really don't know how that even came about. The night before Christmas, I know how that came about. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, Frosty the Snowman, all those I don't things. Know. Somebody decided to write some ballet. They dance I'm, around. I'm, I'm not really a, a deep comprehender of things balletic. I'm not either. I don't think either one of us would look good in leotards. I'm pretty sure I would. Yeah, I'm kind of old and I don't think... The only people that would, would suffer by looking at me in a leotard would probably be doctors and nurses, the undertaker, and my wife. That's it. Yeah. Very small window of observation. Now, I, I did once hear judo described as ballet, but where you knock other people down. Yeah, but you wear pajamas. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I never really saw the whole ballet thing. Having been up close and personal in a few judo contests, it never really felt like ballet. Well, you got one up on me. <laughs> At times, I, I feel that way with customers I had, but I did survive unscathed at the age of to the age of sixty-five, and then I exited, which I think it was a good time for me. You know, as you get older, you, you had a little bit of sanity left. Yeah, but not much. I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> I thought that was just compassion. You were. Oh well, you that's were, true. Too. Well, you know, and being nice to a, a a poor, confused, bewildered pastor and just well, being and an old, on confused guy that likes to go all forty-five feet in the air and a boom. <laughs> that was actually fun. I enjoyed that. So anyway, you know, we spent Thanksgiving in. Lansing, which was great. You know, you, you plan a meal about 2, 2.30, and it ends up to be an hour later, which is fine. And, of course, we eat so much that dessert was maybe four hours later. Yes, yeah, yeah. In my cherry we, we bounce... We no longer even attempt to eat dessert straight after the meal. Oh, no, 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 no. And my cherry bounce was a huge success, so I'm going to triple my output next year from one gallon to three. I see. Thank you, Mr. George Washington, for your recipe. <laughs> I will pass that down to generations. Uh, I'm, I may skip that one. Yeah. yeah. I like cherries, though. But the brandy is the thing. The, not, not so much the brandy, no. Right. Uh, Dorcanton cherries are the most delicious cherries. Well, I got mine from Lansing, in Lansing, Michigan, so I think they were Michigan cherries. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of the same stuff in Michigan... In Wisconsin. Did was, that you know? upper, was that Upper Michigan? Okay. No, no, I bought them in Lansing at, oh. at Meyer. I don't know Michigan very well. I'm getting to know it. Which, which part of the hand? All I know is it, it, you can represent it with a hand. It's kind of in the middle of the mitten. Okay. Yeah, and then there's the Upper Peninsula. At one time, it was part of the territory of Wisconsin. I don't know why they decided to give it to... Michigan, because it took a long, long time to get that Mackinac Bridge built. Otherwise, he had a ferry, and then well, only maybe the water they felt was... bad for the for the people over there. I mean, yeah. I I, well, the the territory of Wisconsin used to be quite large. It 
covered, I, I read this in a book, I was sorting through books and I, I can't find it, I'm going to keep digging, see if I can locate it, but I had purchased a book on the history of the area and it uh, covered a couple of things including when Wisconsin became a state, but when it was a territory, it covered I think half of Iowa, the bottom right-hand corner of Minnesota, um, Upper Michigan, half of Illinois. Yep. And it was. It was well, breakfast is Are here. Are you ready for breakfast? I was born ready <laughs> for breakfast and and lunch. Thank you very much. You are welcome. That's probably a story. And they're all made with special love. Special love. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you know what? You'll was, probably was there need a mop because we made drool a little bit here. <laughs> and drop hey, things. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, it was substantially large. Were you talking about your breakfast burrito or mm -hmm. me? Oh, okay. I, I wondered if we'd gone into personal comments there. <laughs> Did I ever tell the story about being born ready for, to eat? Okay, so let, let me tell it. This has nothing to do well, with it. Well, you tell, I will. You, you, you eat while I tell, and then you can talk while I eat. Okay, then I'll sing. Something, something we're both good at. Yeah. So I was born around 12.30ish, uh, midday, and uh, my, my father likes to claim that I was uh, ready for, arrived ready to eat, and I was born in the military hospital, and apparently, I don't know if this is still the case, but uh, in this British military hospital, they weighed babies before and after their first feed so they could uh, keep track of, of how much food the baby was taking in. Well, uh, if I remember correctly, and my, my father, I'm sure, will uh, message me and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I uh, consumed somewhere in the region of five ounces, which for a brand new newborn baby, uh, it caused great consternation amongst the medical staff, and they rushed me to this the special care area in the hospital, thinking that something dire was going to happen. All that happened was I took a nap and was very happy. <laughs> so I was I was born ready to eat. Yeah, the only dire thing I could possibly think about is maybe we'd want another five ounces immediately. Uh, I'm sure after my nap I was ready for more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my birth was boring. I was premature. I, I, I was late. I was, I think, three weeks. My, my mother still holds a slight grudge about that. <laughs> I don't blame her. I've heard the stories of my birth. She, she should hold a grudge. <laughs> no, well, you turned out okay. Eventually, yeah. So where are we going with this? Oh, yeah, and you were born in a naval hospital in some remote place, in some station, some naval base, weren't you? Yes. In... Uh, Singapore, I believe it was HMS Terror. Welcome to our podcast. Good morning. <laughs> Seriously. Sorry, am I interrupting? No, no. Oh, you can okay. join us if you like. You're, you're just oh, part of the ambiance in the background. Quiet so. Okay. <laughs> you're sitting next to the, is that New York City, that big photograph? That weird building, that triangle thing? It looks New Yorkish, doesn't it? Never been there. Don't plan on it. You've never been to New York? I haven't either. Went to, went to Chicago, San oh, yeah. Francisco, 
We visited uh, St. Louis. I think those are really the primary cities I've been in. I don't know if Des Moines counts as a big city. I mean, in Iowa it does, but in the rest of the country, I don't know. No, no. no. You know, Chicago is, I can't remember the street, Water Street or whatever it is they have, the Water, water Tower Place and tremendous oh, animated. Michigan Avenue. Michigan Avenue, thank yes. you. I, you know, it's been so long since I've been there, I don't even know the streets anymore. <laughs> but I have no reason to go there. Um, it was 35, 36 years ago, we went, Lisa and I went down there at the beginning of Christmas season. Spent the night with uh, a Levi sales rep. I think she lived in Rockford, so we then, the three of us, drove into Chicago and we did Michigan Avenue and the Water Tower Place. And it was a winter, a Christmas wonderland with animated uh, figures. And at that time, the animated figures were not out on the market. Now you can get those and you can get the, yes. those pleasant looking blown up Santa Clauses and whatever else, reindeers, red Rudolphs, big Rudolphs and trees and stuff. That is true. Yeah, I never got into those. We don't have one of those in our yard either. They just take more electricity. I, I spend and you can barely spare any with your 13,000, yes. allegedly, allegedly 13,000. I'm still waiting on the audit results. Well, you have to come over and count on yourself. <laughs> and I can guarantee you probably lose track. Oh, I'm Because I have. We try to keep track. <laughs> no. I have been to Toronto. That's a pretty large city, but it's not American. We did. We did. Well, unless, unless you like annoying Canadians and saying it's the 51st state, which I have been known to do. Well, yeah, kind of. It connects Alaska and Washington. Oh, I like that. Yeah. State of Washington. So, so it must, must be one of ours then. Yeah. Pretty so close. It's really just under loan. You ever been, you know, you were in Toronto. I was. Have you been to the CN Tower? Uh, I have been up the CN Tower. Were you, did you I've belong to the, the Mile High Club? Uh, Bill, that conversation took a strange turn. Yes, I did go all the way to the top of the CN Tower. I had a little card they issue you. It's all plexiglass around. They mm -hmm. do that in case somebody thought thinks that they would like to fly. Fly. Yes, once. Only once. Unsuccessfully, I might add. But I think when we were up there, my buddy Bill Wagner and I, who has yet to make an appearance on the show, it was a windy day and it was swaying a little bit. So that was an interesting... Yeah, I've been up the CN Tower twice. Sorry to, you know... There. Well, it was an interesting uh, feeling. The, the first time, uh, just went up to the main observation deck, but that was when I was in town uh, on Landsat business, and we were uh, evaluating a product. Uh, IBM was in full whining and dining mode. They were trying to sell us this product, which was expensive. So they, they took us up the CN Tower, and... It was the evening they paid for our dinner at the 360-degree restaurant, which kind of rotated slowly. And so, was very I don't nice. mean to interrupt, but how was the food in that restaurant? Uh, it was very good. It was very expensive. So well, yeah. it, it, was, it, was, it did taste as good as, it, as the prices indicated. Didn't have anything to do with the altitude and the lack of oxygen? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, just just I just ordered steak because that's how I roll. Okay. And it was very nice. Uh, then the second time we went there... 
was actually on a family vacation, and we went all the way up to the top to the, the very uppermost observation area, and that was that was fun. Yeah, my my friend and I did that because I didn't know when I would get back again. You know, we also went to some castle house where they had guards. What was that? What is that? Was that Casaloma? Could have been. You tell it's, me. It's, it's the only. You're cast. the British it's, guy. It's the, <laughs> Are we talking in Toronto? Yes. Oh, that's probably Casaloma or Casaloma, however they pronounce it. That was a, well, not a literal castle, but it was a house built specifically and designed in, in castle format. Yeah, they tried to imitate Buckingham Palace or something. Guys didn't move. Yeah. So we went there, and that, when we visited, that was great fun. I took a bite at the wrong time. Do they have tours for the inside of that? I can't remember. Yes, I don't think we followed a formal tour. We just wandered around. It was, it was just fun. I mean, they, they give you a they give you a sheet with a recommended walking tour, and so we just followed that. Okay. We just uh, <clears throat> we didn't do that. We looked at the guards with the long, tall, black, fuzzy hats on. And then went into a different area. We just drove around, basically drove around a lot. And to get there, we drove through the Upper Peninsula. And then we took a ferry boat that was between the Georgian Bay and Lake Huron to get there. And that was great fun. But they have a lot of ferry boats in Canada. A lot of lakes too. They actually have a lot of lakes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when we went there, we we did cross over at the the border with Michigan. So we drove down under the lake, uh, across Michigan, went into Canada that way, and then drove across to Niagara Falls. And that was the primary. That was our primary destination. But then. One of the days that we were there, we had said, "Okay, one up early. We're going to the CN Tower and Casaloma," and uh, we did that, and that was great fun. You know, I've been to the Niagara Falls too. Went there on my honeymoon with, with my wife Lisa, and just because we had to. But you don't, if you have never been to the falls, you don't know how majestic it actually is with the sound. Oh, the sound and is the mist that that uh, dramatic goes up into the air. You know, we did the the tour behind the falls. Mm -hmm. Yep, and we, then we also one. took the Maid of the Mist, which is a oh, okay. a tugboat equally as wide as it is long. So it's like a giant. Well, maybe not as wide as it is as long, but close. It's quite. Wide. It's like a giant metal inner tube. And uh, we had our picture taken, of course. They give you the yellow rain hat and coat. And there is a couple from the Orient there. They're Asia somewhere. And we have a picture of them in our honeymoon book. And then they, in turn, took a picture of us. <laughs> and I don't remember if we communicated. I think we just smiled and nodded. Handed them my camera, and they took a picture, and then I did some kind of hand gesture, and then they, they knew that I wanted to take a picture of them. Well, that was a great, great trip. Um, 
what we did when we were at we did the behind the falls. That was fun. They've, I don't know, maybe they didn't have it before, but there's a uh, an area where you can actually go and stand. You're, you're literally 10 feet away from the, the water as it's falling down. Yeah, that's behind that's the falls. That's yeah. the one I did. Um, so that was that was great fun. Uh, we didn't do the boats, uh, but other than that, it was yeah, that was a lot of fun. And once you've been there, you understand why everybody says go to the Canadian side. Oh yeah, because you really can't see much from the American side because most of the water is actually falling from the American side, but. And you have to pay to go out on these kind of man-made promontories uh, to be able to see anything. Whereas on the Canadian side, you just walk along the sidewalk mm -hmm. and you just you just look out over the river and see the the falls. It's, it's what I nice was straightforward. It's much cheaper as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, don't have to pay extra. And when I did it, all you needed to get back into the United States from Canada or vice versa was a driver's license. Now you need a passport. Yes. Yeah, we, we have And I don't have a passport. That's probably for the best. I don't plan on <laughs> going to Canada. And if I do, you can always expedite it. You know, That's true. It costs you a couple extra bucks, but it's amazing what you can ex expedite for a couple extra bucks. You, you really can buy time with money. Yes, you can. <laughs> It does seem to get people's attention, even the government. Is that a surprise? No, no, that is not a surprise. <laughs> so tell me, what is Peter thinking about for Christmas, or what will you surprise him with? Um, well, my wife does most of the shopping. She Ditto. generally... <laughs> You know, like with the daughter, she, unless it's something slightly expensive and she's like, well, do you mind if I get on this? And I, I always say, no, that's fine. Um, she doesn't normally ask me much about that. Uh, we typically don't get each other Christmas presents anymore. Uh, so the only thing I've heard for, for Peter is a, a backpack. She found a nice backpack. His current one is falling apart. He found a nice one with dinosaurs all over it. Mm. He's like, oh, yeah, that, one. That, that looks like something Peter would like. Because he, he, he loves anything with dinosaurs on it. Or Batman. He, he likes Batman. Which I, don't know where, I don't know where he got that from. I was never into Batman. Maybe one of his buddies. Oh, could be. Could be. Well, he liked Batman before he even started going to, to school. So he just arrived at the conclusion he liked Batman. Maybe it's the car. Could be. That rocket car. It's been a long time since I've seen anything Batman. In fact, reminds me... Well, I didn't watch any of the Batman movies or anything like that. So, yeah. I saw it when it first came out, and they would uh, show on the screen during a, a brawl the word kapow. Yes. Boom. And yeah. I thought that it was just funny to watch it. I looked at it more as a comedy than... Any kind of uh, yeah, well, it was very lighthearted. The, the oh yes, with the, the corny Batman, they've gone corny. Yep, you could you could say corny. They've gone kind of dark and significant with the current Batman stuff. One of the Batman movies was being filmed in downtown Chicago because they had 
hotels and older buildings that they wanted to look like Gotham City. And that was the year that the abstract office and the apartment next to our store burnt. Oh, okay. So it was in August. This It was like a month later after we got through all the insurance and the, most of the cleaning, Lisa and I had to go to market to fill a store full of merchandise. So we decided we have to stay in Chicago that night. So we got there Saturday, worked Saturday. And after, you know, we got there Sunday. Mm, okay. Worked Sunday, drove to, to the hotel, and there was a guard or a police officer saying, I'm sorry, but you can't come this way. And I said, oh, yes, I can, because I'm staying in that hotel right there behind you. Oh, okay. So we drove up and we're tired. And I wasn't in any mood to park the car, to carry luggage, when I don't even know where I'm at in Chicago. And this was before GPS, so we're looking at a map. Okay, I think here, here, here. In fact, we drove by it once because we didn't think we could get there. Okay. So that's my real life Batman story. But it was a pretty, pretty nice place and we got a, a good rate on the room. Plus, when we decided to do it, there wasn't much left in downtown Chicago because of the market. Right. So Batman. Well, now, Peter is the same age as my daughter Lily, right? My granddaughter Lily. Right. Um, well, Peter's six and a half. So. Oh, okay. All right. So he's a year and a half older. Yeah. Or maybe a year older. Yeah, so... Lisa and I, I know she's not going to listen, so we can, I, can say, <laughs> I can say what she, she's getting. We're getting her a pink robe and slippers, some game, and I'm like you. It's like Lisa says to me, oh, okay, should we do this, that? What do you think? I said, you always have to act interested and ponder for a couple seconds oh, you do. and yeah. say, I think that's fine. See, that this is that man class that we go to. Yeah, make eye contact, go, that sounds great, and then go back to whatever you were doing. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty much nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you retired. Well, that's true. Do you put stockings by your fireplace downstairs? As ambiance? No. We have an ever-growing group of stockings. We had to add Edwin, of course, this year. Oh, okay. And of course, we had to add son-in-law David, which I call Dave. In fact, that's a, a cute little story. They were at our house uh, last weekend. I, I feel uncomfortable using the word cute about Dave. <laughs> well, it depends on which bathroom you go into. So anyway, this is a cute story. I'm watching the Packers, and the left tackle, David Bacchiari, had an illegal procedure called against him, which is, you know anything about illegal procedures? If you're on offense, you cannot move. Is that like a medical procedure? No. Okay. Could be, though. I mean, you could cause a medical procedure by it if somebody on the defense runs into you and sprain an no, ankle. You're, you're talking about American football where, right. where there's no such, you know, I played rugby. There's no such thing as unnecessary roughness. No, That's, it, that's just playing rugby. That's the definition of rugby. Uh, quite so. So anyway, um, David has a penalty 
So the ball is moved back five yards, and I yelled, David. And Lisa looked at me and said, what did he do? I said, David Pacchiari, not David Blanc. So there you go. But the Packers are doing well this year. In fact, Christmas... Are they still doing well? It started well, I heard. Uh, they, they stumbled a few times. They stumbled twice. But the Vikings have stumbled three times. Now, the 22nd, which is a Monday night, Lisa and I head to Minneapolis, far behind the Packer enemy lines, north of Minneapolis and St. Paul, to North Branch, and we have to watch the game there. But that's a good thing. It's Monday night, and it's it's a friendly uh, competition we have. And it's a lot more fun watching the Packers play this year when you don't have to have a good Packer season. So sell, Packers sell Packers sweatshirts stuff. and th- caps and things. Yes, uh, that's a good, that's a good point. And with the way these guys move around from team to team, it's difficult to carry jerseys. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to stay there, and even like one of the the ladies thought was the sweetheart of the team, and he's a nice guy. Is uh, Jordy Nelson. Well, Jordy Nelson went played for the Raiders, played a half a season, got hurt. Then I think, believe he retired as a Packer. They had a one-day yes. contract so he could retire as a Packer. And a lot of guys do that. Which is, I think, good for the organization and good for us Packer fans. Especially the ladies, because they liked him. <laughs> He's a little boy from Kansas. So getting back to the stockings, you know, the Christmas gifts and this and that, we get all that stuff. But then we have to fill the stockings. And I can't tell you, we got our daughter something pretty cute. But I can't tell you because Anthony's listening. Uh, Hi, Anthony. So you uh, you purchased a redacted, because I still haven't figured out how to do the beeping over thing yet. So. Yeah, well... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's something really neat, and they'll laugh when they see it. Actually, that's what we try to do with all the stockings. And some things we just have to take out of the box, the containers, and put them in. But yeah, you know, it's grown from the five stockings to now. Let's see, we got uh, two, four, six, eight, nine. Oh my! Eleven. And we had to get the longest wooden dowel because we hang it in the hallway between two bedroom doors. Okay. And of course, there's the garland on it. And of course. I don't even know if Lisa put battery operated lights on it. If she did, they're all white. See, we have two Christmas trees. One Christmas tree is Grandpa's memory tree, which is LED colored lights. And all the ornaments that my daughter gave me when she worked at the Capitol, mm. and now she, in Wisconsin, now she's in the Capitol in Michigan. I get an ornament from her from the Michigan State okay. ornament, annual ornament. And there's also Kelsey made me 
ornaments. One says Dodgers on it. One says the sweatshop on it, which was our little store that we sold sweatshirts at. And then the Kazelkin wall. And I also have on there is Christmas trees that I believe they made in either kindergarten or first grade. And then there's some Packer ornaments on it. And then I cover it with tinsel. And we did that a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. So granddaughter Lily and grandson Theodore could help. And they had great fun. He was so excited when he saw the big tree outside. He ran around and he kept on yelling, big Christmas tree, big Christmas tree, in his real high, excited voice. That was great fun watching that. And I contend Christmas is for grandmas and kids. Pretty much. Yes. I really, I really can't dispute that. <laughs> <laughs> Just agree. <laughs> oh, I, I completely agree. Yeah. So Peach is looking forward to it. I, I don't know what else my wife is thinking about getting him. He just, he just got a bunch of Lego and he loves that. So that's an I easy one. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a good I gift for kids. I don't know because uh, we, we got that when we went down to Chicago because we were at the Lego store. Well, you can't visit the Lego store with a six-year-old boy and not buy a big tub of Lego. Mm-hmm. So, so a big tub of Lego was was purchased. And he, oh, he loves that. He plays with that regularly, so that, that is wonderful. Uh, For years and years, we used to give our son Kendrick labels, and they all ended up in a big tub. Oh, yeah. Now he has them back, and he and his son, who is three, are digging through this coffee table size container and putting together Lego boats and castles. Okay, and, cool. And things. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. All you know, several jigsaw puzzles mixed kind of, together. Yes, kind of three D. Now that would be an idea. What a great marketing idea! Get two different, three different puzzles, mix them together, and only give them one picture. Well, give them three yeah. pictures, but one oh, box. Oh, you're nicer than I am. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you've got to give them the three pictures. You know, they have three D puzzles. They do. But then, maybe we should think about that. We can market that. There you go. I'll provide some nice landscape photography. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your mornings. So, yes, so we just need to find somebody to uh, print them on card and, and cut them. <laughs> probably somebody on the internet can do that. Yeah, we could probably find somebody. Anybody knows somebody who can cut puzzle pieces, contact the pastor because I don't answer emails. I'm off the grid. <laughs> In fact, I changed my email address. But you did tell me the new one. Yes. But I am sworn to secrecy. So yes, I you cannot, are. You're the I pastor. share that. You know, I was brought up Catholic, and it's kind of like confession. The uh, priest is sworn to secrecy. <laughs> well, I guess I really can't tell And then, you know, you know how smart kids are. I said, well, what if somebody commits the murder? And I don't remember what the response was. Um, and they confess it. <laughs> well, I think the answer was, if somebody can, commits murder, they aren't going to go and confess it to a priest. Probably not. But people are strange, so you never, you never really can be too sure. I saw on TV today the millions of <coughs> surveillance cameras throughout the world, most of which are in China. There's, I think London is the most heavily surveillanced 
city of all of them. Probably per capita. Yeah, per capita, yeah. Per capita, excuse me. But China has the most anyway. I'm going to go back to a story that happened yesterday about two guys robbing a jewelry store in Florida. Now, how desperate is that? I mean, it happens all the time. But how desperate are people when they have to resort to that type of income? Pretty desperate. And then, of course, they run from the police, and it does not end good for anybody. And my heart just goes out for the innocent bystanders that did not end well for them. It just yeah. makes absolutely no sense to me. Probably makes more sense to try to rob a jewelry store than a gun store. Every so often you read stories about people that try to rob a gun store, and, and these people, you know, people are shocked that the people end up dead. Well, it was a gun store. What did you think was going to happen? Well, they can't they figure out that the guns are behind the counter where the clerk is? Apparently not. Um, or the other one, of course, is uh, people who attempt to rob uh, Dunkin' Donuts in Chicago. And then they, they walk in there, and of course, the place is usually full of police officers. Sorry for the stereotyping, but most of the stories I've ever read about this include several police officers were in there having coffee, eating a donut, and somebody comes in and attempts to hold the place up. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, sure, kind of spoils some people's Christmas uh, in a big way. Yes. So maybe by uh, by the next time we, we get together, the Chapel household may have some Christmas decorations up. But it's all my fault. I, I take the blame. You've fallen on the sword. Well, no. It's just the British tend to decorate later, and that's the way it is. So... I think my wife was hoping we could go and get the tree this Saturday, but uh, Kate has to go to a choir rehearsal because uh, both the girls are going to a uh, church youth event. Uh, it'll be in Madison. It takes place between between Christmas and New Year, and they're they're going to go to that uh, many hundreds of. Uh, Young people from around the state will be there, and it'll be great fun. Uh, I think it's like three days and two nights. And Kate is on the is on the choir for that, so so they have a practice. So they're going to go to that. So I think maybe next Saturday we'll go and get our tree. Has Kate made a decision on where she's going to college and how much in debt she's going to put you? Um, yes, she wants to she wants to go to Loyola. Uh, and she understands that the parental units don't have the necessary uh, money for to pay for her to go to Loyola, uh, so she uh, needs to become a lean, mean scholarship applying machine. Oh, she'll get there. So uh, I was educated by the Jesuits, but don't tell the Jesuits that you know me. It would not be good. <laughs> Four years of Jesuit education in high school. Well, you turned out all right. Yeah, took me a while. In fact, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Oh, that's, yeah. I'm never quite sure about that. So getting back to your Christmas tree, yes. did you go for a real tree? Well, I had suggested one more year of 
uh, a fake, but I think I've probably been outvoted by uh, the ladies in the house uh, who used that sneaky trick of all smiling sweetly at me. Man, that's hard to resist. They call that being wrapped around the little finger. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. So do you go to a lot, or do you go to the forest, or the woods around here? Uh, no, because that would, that would be illegal, but we do go, we normally go to a, an actual tree farm, and we'll cut our own, we'll walk around and take a look. I tell you what Lisa and I have done. Cook's Forest, or Cook's Woods, south, uh, between Montford and Fenimore. Let me write this down before I forget. Cook's Cook. Woods. Cooks as in the person who cooks food? Yes, a chef. And the secret to this, now we get a canaan, canaan, whatever, however it's pronounced. And the well, that's secret, fancy if you know what sort of tree you're getting. Well, I just we've go, gotten the same kind for a couple years in a row. Okay. But anyway. My wife says, that one looks nice, and I cut it down. The secret is, look at the beginning, because everybody wants to go deep into the woods to find a tree. So they only go about halfway and get tired because they know they have to drag it out. That's true. So Lisa and I looked at that. And we found one we really liked. We thought, let's go to the end of the woods. So we crossed this little wooden bridge, found the perfect tree. It almost looks like an artificial tree because of the shape. Okay. And what I do when I look at it is I look at the tops first. Because if there's a nice point at the top, Generally, the rest of it will flow downward. Because these trees, they don't grow that way. They have these guys with swords that yes. trim the trees. I call them ninja tree guys. <laughs> and I think sometimes they spray paint them so they look a little greener. But ours has been taking a lot of water. So the first couple of days, yeah, you'll yeah, expect it to take, yeah. consume a lot of water. Because it, let's face it, the water just does not evaporate that fast. Not in the house when you keep it at the warmest 62 degrees. So it's got to fill up pretty soon. Yes. But when you're looking at a seven foot tree, it'll take a little bit of water. That's true. So forget so the yeah, middle. So I, think, so I think next Saturday is probably when we're going to go get our tree. So we'll, we'll, have, a, we'll have a real tree and uh, Peter loves decorating it. What, you, what we usually do is put the tree up, let it settle for a, a day, and then my wife will put the, the lights on it, and then she lets the, the kids loose decorating it. No, no, Lisa got right at it. Lights, and I helped her with that, going around the top of the tree. Some, someone on Facebook posted an article, which I, I didn't read, but the, 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 the picture and the, the title of the article talk about how the, your Christmas tree has lots of bugs on it. And I'm like, oh, great, thanks. But I hope my wife doesn't see that. I don't recall ever seeing a bug on, on any of our Christmas trees. So, But it was on the internet, so it must be true. Oh, everything is. <laughs> I saw a post that... So I'll start being much more Christmassy next, probably next week. Because, uh, like I've said... Uh, I think I said this last time, I, I hold off on getting into the Christmas spirit. I don't even like to think about Christmas until it gets to December, because uh, I don't want to be christmas out by the time Christmas arrives. You know, I, I don't like Christmas overtaking Thanksgiving, 
but I have no um, qualms about Thanksgiving starting in October because you can have Halloween. The only thing I know about Halloween is you kids dress up and they get free candy and I don't mind because Lisa and I do get candy and we <clears throat> seem to consume most of it ourselves. <laughs> Baby Roots are one of my favorite. Little packs of M&Ms. Dark chocolate, or she's dark chocolate. Oh, well, that's always good. Yeah, yeah. That always, big bag right, always. No, Halloween never really uh, got much traction. Well, okay, obviously I'm speaking 25 years ago, but up until when I, I left England, there, there really was not much in the way of traction with Halloween uh, because Halloween really could not compete with Guy Fawkes Night. November the 5th, uh, because November the 5th in England, that's bonfires and drinking hot chocolate and fireworks and do you have fun. snow you don't uh, have snow over there not down in the southwest of England, no so if what get, if you get two snow if you get two snowflakes fall on the same day that's a whiteout <laughs> people, all right so what day is this november the 5th but well, what why did they just say hey let's have bonfires and marches well, they, they, and they celebrate the non-blowing up of the houses of parliament uh, there was a plot to destroy the, to kill the king and the House of Parliament, and uh, uh, the main person upon whom most of the blame fell was called Guy Fawkes. And uh, so every year, a people burn an effigy of Guy Fawkes. It's really quite. Uh, you know, gruesome in some ways. So, so they make, make a dummy, make, and they make a dummy, and. and throw it on top of the bonfire and burn it. Find any witches that are on there too? Um, I think we usually leave the witches alone. Okay. Yeah. They come out at Halloween. You're done. Yeah, but again, we don't care about Halloween because November the 5th, that's the day everyone's looking forward to. October the 31st is just like, that's just on the way to fireworks and bonfires. The witches probably like the idea you don't care about Halloween either. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> We, we don't worry about that. Well, folks, I think we should round up or wind up this uh, segment. I hope you've enjoyed. You're getting quite the hang of this now, aren't you? I am. Yeah, are you going to apply for a job at our local radio station? Are you kidding? Wow. <laughs> I did do uh, basketball play-by-play -play at one time. It sounds like it. Yeah. You, you should consider public speaking. You want to do my next sermon for me? I may say some things that are not Pentecostally correct. Uh, they just slip I'll, up. I'll be standing behind you. Remember, I'll, I'm I'll, getting old and my well, filter is, there is that. decaying. You have a filter? I don't have a filter. <laughs> my wife, when I started pastoring and preaching, my wife was nervous every time I got up there to speak. <laughs> like, what is he going to say? Well, you still have the job, so you must be doing all right. Folks, thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy the middle of the Christmas and holiday season. All right. With that, we're out. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us at Cobblestone's Coffee Shop. 